The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Stacking the Box. To subscribe, hit us up on Google Play or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Here is Stacking the Box. This is Stacking the Box. The Kansas City Chiefs have won the Super Bowl 31-20. Yeah, that's right, Jeff Schwartz. There's the shirt. Wearing it. Proud brother. Mitchell dominating on the field. And then our our NFL insider, Matt Verderam, who, we're going to start with you, Verderam. The word on the street is that you, as a professional in this business, who wouldn't go on the live stream with me in the the AFC Championship game because you wanted to be a fan somewhere else but didn't want to show your fandom, Right, you were crying in the press box. Is this true? I can't confirm it or deny it. (laughs) Uh, it was kind of like a, so I was really, really good as far as like just my emotions until they took the lead with three minutes left and we're in TV timeout and poor Ashley Young, who does a great job for us on the social team. That is my source. Of course it is. And she's sitting next to me and God bless her for getting through that game with me. She's sitting next to me and I don't know if this was when she saw, but I just, out of nowhere, just started tearing up because I was like, they are three minutes away and yet, the Niners have the ball, and they're down four points, and I know how this movie ends. This is going to end horribly. It's going to be the most pain I've ever been in from a sports standpoint. Uh, and then, of course, it doesn't end that way. And she is probably referring to, I would guess, uh, when Damian Williams started to break that, that run outside for the game-winning touchdown, from our vantage point, I saw pretty much immediately that he was going to score. There was just nobody. Jimmy Ward is the only guy who had any shot at him, and I could tell the angle was kind of rough. And I just, I think I said something like, oh my God, Ashley's going to score. And I, I just, you know, I kind of lost it there for about 10 well, seconds. You, but uh, I, I wouldn't say you lost it, was, it. I would say you actually found it. And that's beautiful because deep down you are a fan and that's why we love was, you so much. But actually what I heard is that before the game was even over, you were FaceTiming your father and the two of you TV were, timeout, were, yes. were in a straight yep. weep fest. No, that's, as, well, that, that's not. <laughs> first of all, actually, to be fair, when I called him, I called, he didn't answer the phone. My mother answered the phone. So... It, it, that's actually that part is not true. Uh, I did FaceTime him during the two minute warning. 
Uh, are but you, are, wait, hold on a second, Jeff. You weren't there, but back me up. This has to be true. You're telling me that you were not FaceTiming and straight pointing it at your phone and pointing at him, and he was pointing at you, well, and everybody you was crying. Yeah, you, you're asking me a question. You want me to answer like some kind of a dope? I'm giving you the answer. Look, the answer is during the two minute warning, I called him up. I FaceTime called him. Uh, he he didn't answer. So then I called him back right after the Damian Williams touchdown. They went to another commercial break. And I pointed the thing toward the field uh, just so we could see it and then point it back at myself. And again, by the way, my mother answered originally and then and then handed the phone to my father, who at that point had settled down enough to actually take the phone. Uh, but yeah, it was about 30 seconds. At that point, though, there, there was no emotion other than just being very happy. Um, and he was not he was not crying. He was just screaming, but he was not crying. So it was... There were some emotions at some point there late in the fourth quarter, but that that part of it is a little bit overblown. Jeff, as an as NFL vet, is it okay that Matt Verderam, <laughs> the one guy who was covering the game for us at fansided.com, the great our great NFL insider was kind of weeping in the press conference. Let's leave it like that. Very very unprofessional by Matt. Were you in the were you in the auxiliary press box? Yes. I was okay. above the end zone. Yeah. So all right, so Jimmy G throws the ball to Emmanuel Sanders. Where yep. I was sitting, I could tell right away the ball was not going to be caught. It was way too far. Mm-hmm. From where you're sitting, did your just did your like heart drop as you saw that ball being released? For a split second, I saw Sanders open, and then I saw the flight of the ball because it was coming right at me. Right. Um, yeah. But no, just kind of the way Sanders reacted to it and the trajectory of the ball. No, I pretty quickly knew he overthrew him. It, did it feel like Sanders? didn't lay out there. I felt like he just kind of let up a little bit. Was, because, I mean, and watching it again, it was like five yards over. Yeah. Throw. So I, I think he realized early on. He just knew he wasn't going to get there. I, I mean, look, the ball was a good five, six yards ahead of him. I just think he realized pretty yeah. early on that, you know, that ball is just going to yeah, be overthrown. I'll, I'll just say this. I was obviously sitting with the Chiefs fans in a seat, by the way, Hard Rock Stadium. You need to get bigger freaking seats. All right. <laughs> I paid all that money for that seat. My butt did not fit in it. All right. Let, let, let's start with that. Um, so, Look, I was with the Chiefs fans, dude. It was unbelievable. I have a video on my phone of when the Chiefs came out. The Rock, by the way, should do every intro of all time yeah. for all of every team Absolutely. moving forward. And like, I'm getting goosebumps now. The Chiefs run out. The chop is going on. Dude, it's so great. The Chiefs fans were so happy at the end of the game. So thrilled. The fourth down sack of Jimmy G. The place erupts, dude. It was fabulous. So- at Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Wait, every time you wake up is the same day? That's terrible. Yeah, don't worry. I call Progressive. Their 24-7 protection still works, even if my day does last forever. Yeah, but don't you want it to end? Are you kidding? I win the lottery whenever I want and never regret anything. It's the best. Yeah, that's a good point. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. So happy for Chiefs fans, obviously for my brother, for Andy Reid. You know, Andy Reid now is 100,000% in the Hall of Fame. No questions asked. He's a great human, great coach. I'm glad you know he's able to, to get this done. You will get the way that, you know this game went. For 53 minutes, the Chiefs were not the better team. Um, and, then, you know, the Niners had some issues uh, with, with Jimmy Garoppolo, and Pat made the plays at the end, and obviously the Williams touchdown. So I'm just really happy for my brother, obviously, but for the whole Chiefs kingdom that waited 50 years for this. And you could tell it meant a lot to them, right? Obviously, I think the Niners fans it would have meant a lot too, but the Chiefs fans are waiting forever for this. They've had so many years of playoff heartbreak, so many years of things not going. And Matt just was kind of weeping because – maybe they wouldn't do this. Like, I, I got my hopes up, and I'm not quite sure. Right. That 
been forever for Chiefs. And now that's all over. It's all over, and they have their title. Hold on a second. Before we move on, Jeff, what was the most yeah. emotional moment of the night for you? Did you have one with your brother in the stands? What, what was your emotional uh, temperature? I need to know. So they were only given a couple passes to get in the field after the game. So um, his wife, his best friend, and I, there was one pass left. I said, Dad, you take it. So the photo of him and my dad holding, holding the trophy was just fabulous. I, my dad is the biggest supporter of, of all of us. He went to every college game of my brother's. Wow. I mean, he missed two of mine. He attends multiple games a year. And so I was glad my dad was able to have that moment. I saw Mitch back at the team hotel. We hung out at the party, by the way, that night. It's interesting. It was it, now look back on it. There were many players there. Like I saw my brother, obviously. I saw Travis Kelsey there. I saw some of the coaches. I think all the players went to live, but they had a party at the team hotel the night, you know, the morning after. Flo Rider was there. Pitbull came on at 2 a.m. Great show. Pitbull puts on a great show. Now it was it was a lot of it was wild uh, in that Chiefs uh, in that Chiefs hotel. I have no idea who Pimple is, but Pimple sounds amazing. For Pimp- you, you an expert on Pimple? Pitbull. No, Pitbull. Oh, Pitbull. Pitbull. Oh, Pitbull was you, there. You really didn't know what you were saying Pitbull. No, I heard Pimple. Oh my I'm like, God. who the hell's Pimple? You're an older than wouldn't I thought. Be, if Pimple wouldn't if, if Pimple was a thing, it wouldn't be something that'd be off. There are definitely bands that could have been playing that I've never heard of, but I, I do know. God Almighty, Pitbull. Uh, all right, well, for him, before we move on, just for the record, yes. What I was told is that you were sobbing in the press conference. That's that's not. And, 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 and for the record, I think emotions are great. Well, no, 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 I support you crying. I, I was there when the Cubs won it in 2016 in Cleveland. I didn't cry, but many people did. I think it's totally professional. And totally okay, maybe not completely professional, but certainly definitely a thousand percent okay. <laughs> but you're not. But you're claiming you did, were not did sobbing. You, did you pull off your fan side of polo and put your Chiefs polo on afterwards? <laughs> I, I wish. No, I uh, no, I did not. I uh, I did not do that. I actually, I probably didn't go out even wore to the game. I don't remember. Oh, I just wore a dress shirt, so I didn't even have a polo shirt on to begin with. Uh, but no, no. I honestly, I didn't. At no point in the game. That I have any tear. I mean, I was. I certainly would have if I was just sitting in the stands. There's no question, not a, not a doubt in the world. Had to choke him back a few times, um, but no. I mean, look. Ultimately, you're there to cover the game. If you're me, yeah. and that's what you have to do. Uh, um, yeah. But it was. I mean, look, I'd be. Come on. I'd be. Well, no. I mean, don't give me that shit. I'm being completely honest <laughs> with you. Like I'm telling you the truth. I'm. I was absolutely the last three minutes of the game was choking back a lot of emotion because there you, we go. You know, but. What you're you're claiming though that I'm sobbing in the press box. First of all, by the way, I'm not claiming. I was told I saw, that. What, I did, I, Mark's right though. I saw many tweets complaining about a media member sobbing, <laughs> in the press. and yeah, just, they said it was very unprofessional that there was a media member sobbing, and then him and his father were yelling at each other through Facetime. I just thought. <laughs> I didn't know it was you, but now listen, I do. When, no, when Derek wrote, if you ever saw a tweet like that, it's almost hundred percent guaranteed it was me. Listen, but uh, thankfully, thankfully was able to. I will say this though, my dad would normally go sleep at about ten o'clock at night. I'm getting out to the media bus at God knows one a.m. I think, yeah. and he was like, "Yeah, when you get out to the bus, call me." I'm like, "It's going to be about one o'clock in the morning." He was like, "Yeah, that's all right." And uh, great he was dad. awake. Great he was dad. awake. Listen. Verum, I'm just making it okay for you. And when Derek Rose did a game winner, well, but it's it's not okay. It's completely unprofessional. So if you're going to come out, and you're going to accuse me of that I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to just you know let you run roughshod with your nonsense. <laughs> okay, I, I'm just taking what I heard. But I, uh, for okay, in my mind, it's totally fine. I think that doesn't make you any less of a professional. Everybody's a human being out there. They all have rooting interests. Michael Wilbon, uh, Skip Bayless, whoever these people have covered games. Don't ever, ever compare. 
professionalism in Skip Bayless in the same sense. Right, I mean, that guy's had one of the greatest careers in media well, yes, history. financially, but he's a mess in terms nice. of actually um, being a professional. Uh, I, I could, you know what? If someone paid me $6 million a year, I'd take some wild stuff, too. So. Well, not, hey, listen, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying he's not overly professional, but I get it. Well, he's worked for what? The Dallas uh, Morning, morning News. Morning News. He was a great columnist. Chicago Tribune. Wrote I mean, it's San Jose. I mean, the guy's been all over the place. I, I, he's, he's had a... He's cashing he's in a, now. He's, and, uh, he's done yeah. a million things in the game. you got to give Skip his love. All right, let's, let's move on here. What what does this do for Patrick Mahomes' legacy? Jeff Schwartz, let's start with you. Well, look, I mean, you know, three 10-point-plus come, you know, comebacks the last three weeks. Um, you know, we always knew that he was this talented to win the Super Bowl. So I think that, look, his legacy is obviously a Super Bowl champion. Now it's going to be having to build on this. And, you know, being the youngest quarterback or not, I mean, well, youngest quarterback ever to win Super Bowl MVP. Only, you know, I think one player under 25, which is, Emmett Smith had won an MVP in a Super Bowl before. I'm not even sure that he was the best player. I, I would give it to him just because he was the best player of the playoffs. Um, I think I think Nick Bosa was the best player in the field yeah. on on Sunday. Obviously, on a losing effort, um, but Pat made enough plays. And look, I we saw a different Andy Reid in the playoffs. We saw an aggressive Andy Reid, and it all ties back, I think, to Pat Mahomes. Andy Reid has faith that whatever happens, good, bad. Pat Mahomes will make it right. He did. Third and 15, uh, highest QBR in the NFL this year on third and 15 by far, like by 90 points, right? So he can do it all. He got a title now. You know, it's obviously justified drafting him and getting rid of Alex Smith. Um, so just for his legacy, it's just it's one notch, right? I think I, I think the, the dynasty stuff is a tad premature. I know it's fun to talk about that, like as we as we, you know, get, you know, we talk about the future of the Chiefs. Um, but let's enjoy the one right now. They're at the parade today, and they'll, we'll, we'll get a ring ceremony later on. Um, but enjoy the one today. Pat, congratulations. Chiefs, great job. They'll win. They'll be in every game because of Pat Mahomes the rest of his career. Verren, where are you at in the legacy? The guy hasn't lost a game by more than seven points. He threw for 50 touchdowns. He threw for 5,000 yards. He's a Super Bowl champion. I think he's clearly off to one of the greatest starts in NFL history. I mean, I, I, that's not even debatable. He's 24 years old. Yeah. He's a First-team All-Pro and MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion, two-time Pro Bowler. Uh, he's done all right for himself. He's done pretty well. Um, look, he's in line with if you're going to be in that greatest ever conversation, he's put himself in that conversation. I think the biggest thing from just the historical context of it all, when you win that championship, you never have to be the greatest guy who never Right, like a good point. You never have to be Dan Marino. Not that it's not great to be Dan Marino, but you never have to have that baggage with you. You never yeah. have to be Dan Fouts or Warren Moon or Jim Kelly or these guys were all time greats. No one would ever say they weren't, but they didn't win it all. And it's always that gnawing part of your legacy. He won it. If he never wins another one, he won. He's a champion. Yeah. He's he's never gonna have to deal with those questions. And so, look, we'll talk about it here in a second. The dynasty stuff. I'm with Jeff. Like that. You know, look, it's hard. People see these talented teams and just automatically assume, oh, they're just going to get right back next year. Injuries happen. Contracts happen. D Ford lining up offsides happens. Like people say, well, that was a yes. fluke. But that's the point. That's how hard yes. it is. You, he lined up offsides. It might have cost him another hey. title. Like you don't, you just don't get it that easily. But yeah. look, for Mahomes, 
it's it's a it's a king making situation. You win, you have that forever. Well, as far as the dynasty goes, I mean, Brett Veach has been way out in front of this. A lot of the contracts the Chiefs have signed, yeah. they they front loaded them so they can still they're gonna obviously they're gonna pay Patrick Mahomes, yes. and and they'll have some level of flexibility to add on more as the salary cap continues to go up. I mean, I think they're incredibly set up for a dynasty. Right. Where are you guys at? I have strong thoughts about this. So, look, obviously I root for the Chiefs. I hope they do well. So does Matt. But I think it's naive to just assume a dynasty is going to happen, right? Because, yep. look, so they're going to pay Pat Mahomes, right? Are you going to pay Chris Jones too? You're going to pay Chris Jones and Frank Clark top money. You have linebackers making a lot of money. You have Honey Badger. You have to improve your secondary somewhere. There's not, just not a lot of money to go around. If you get rid of Sammy Watkins, which people assume is going to happen, well, he had two huge catches in the last two games. Who do you replace Sammy Watkins with, right? There's there's a lot of things that happen with your roster that we don't quite know what's going to happen yet. But look at the history of the NFL, guys. The last 20 years, there's been one dynasty, the Patriots, right? And they went 10 years between winning multiple Super Bowls, right? They won the three, they went 10 years, they won the, the three and the five. It's, like, it's a hard thing to do in the NFL to win year after year. But my biggest point for this year, and Matt, I'm glad you mentioned the D4 being offsides because look at the look what had to happen for the Chiefs to get set up for, for success, okay? And look, I'm not taking credit away from them. Obviously not. They made the plays. Week 17, the Pickers lose the Dolphins at home to give you know the, the, the two seed to the Chiefs. Then, then the Titans beat the Patriots. Then the Titans beat the Ravens. And then Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You get a 60 times in the house, right? And look at Sunday. Jimmy G missed open wide receivers. He did. Pat fumbled three times. And he wasn't recovered all by the Niners, right? I mean, all these – it was – I thought the OP on Kittle was a bad call. I mean, there's little things here and there that kind of all broke the Chiefs' way. They took advantage of the breaks. But to Matt's point about things having to go well – it's hard to project dynasties out because things have got to go well. They do. And look, I'll, I'll get ahead of all the criticism that'll come off, you know, Jeff's way for saying that stuff. Like, oh, well, you know, the Chiefs didn't get lucky. Look, nobody's saying the Chiefs didn't deserve to win the championship. They did. They were the best team. They, they did. You know, for anyone who's like a Ravens fan, for an example, says, well, you know, we were the best team. No, you weren't. You got plowed no, at home off a of bye. Like, you weren't <laughs> the best team. You lost. So, but was the Chiefs' life made a hell of a lot easier? By Tennessee beating New England and Baltimore? Yeah. Now, maybe the Chiefs would have beat those teams anyway. Who knows? Maybe the Chiefs would have gone to New England and won. Maybe they would have beat Baltimore. The point is, they didn't have to. They they right. beat who was in front of them. They got down 24 nothing to Houston and then put up 51 points. They handled business against the Titans. Derrick Henry, everybody thought would run for a million yards in that game. He didn't. And the Niners, look, the Niners are a really good team. Like, you know, It always happens at the end of these Super Bowls. There's always like this wave of criticism for the team that loses. Was well, Jimmy G actually good? Is Kyle Shanahan a choker? No, like, Kyle. Sh- First of all, by the way, and I'm just going to touch on this real quick. I know we're going to get into it. But Kyle Shanahan's not the reason they lost that game. Okay, no. Kyle no. Shanahan's the reason they were in that game to begin with, along with their defense. So, like, I think the Chiefs are deserving champions now. Dynasty? That's really, really hard to do. You look at the Patriots we just talked about. Malcolm Butler saves them one Super Bowl title. Yeah. Okay, you go down the line. Twenty-eight to three. They're down twenty-eight to three. Everything's got to go right for them to win that. Everything, and then D Ford being offsides gives them another title. Right. Those are three of the six. It's 
hard. It's so hard. Now, I do think Mahomes will be better, despite as great as he is. He's only going to get better. And yeah. Veach has shown the ability to put good players around. So I think they're going to be in the conversation for a very long time. Of course. But it's, is it just a guarantee that, oh, they'll just get back and win next year? No. They're a favorite, and they should be. But it's really, really hard. Just enjoy it and soak it all in right if now. If you had to bet, as we wrap up the Dynasty conversation, I said the, the, the over-under was two and a half on Super Bowl titles won. For his career? Yeah. What are you taking? The over. Be, because he's so great, I would just say, yeah, I think a few times, maybe they have one of those years where they just roll through everybody. They're 14-2 and two and they're clearly the best team. Yeah. And maybe they have one other one where they catch a couple breaks and they win. I would take the over, but I'm just saying – I would have also taken the over after Aaron Rodgers won his yeah. first Super Bowl. Right. I would have said absolutely. Or Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah. Right. Like it's. We'll I'm not saying one. they won't do it. Listen, I, I make no bones. I'm a Kansas City fan. I hope they win 10 of them. But it, it's hard to do. How many people – how many – in my head, how many quarterbacks have more than two titles? Brady, right? Montana, Bradshaw. Aikman. Uh, Aikman. Does Stahlbach have more than two? I don't, I don't no, know. he has two. Roethlisberger so, so has two. Big, Big Ben has two. Eli has two. Right. Peyton Manning has two. two. Bart Starr has Reason. two. But he won a bunch of titles for that for the Super Bowl. Who, but Bart Starr. Who, who did? Bart Starr won the first two oh, yeah, Super Bowls. Yeah. He had a bunch of titles yeah. prior to that. So so you look, want to it's, like, him in you know, it's like five guys, right? So It's very I mean, hard. The, the play would be – I mean, look, I mean, if I was betting on this, I bet the under just because I'm a douche and like to bet the under all the time on things. <laughs> but um, We don't it. I, I just – I just – you know, it's – look. Obviously, look, here, here's the deal with the Chiefs going forward. Every year they have Pat Mahomes, they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Plain and simple. Yep. Every year. They could be 9-7 one year. They could be 13-3. and three, They could be 14-2. and two. Every single year, if they get in the dance, they have a chance to win the title, which is better than most teams can say in the NFL. And I think, to just quickly add on, I do think when you have him, so you have such an advantage in the NFL if you have the elite quarterback. And I know I'm not breaking news that everybody knows this, but my point is, like, for the Niners, I think the Niners are excellent. And I walked yeah. out of that Super Bowl feeling the same way I felt coming in. I think the Niners overall as a team probably had a little bit more talent. I don't think it was, like, yes. overwhelmingly, but I think they had a little more talent. The difference was the quarterback. At the yeah. end of the game, Mahomes just made a couple of unbelievable plays. Garoppolo didn't. Now, look, I'm not saying it's all on him. But for the Niners, while I think they're excellent, it's hard to get back. A, the NFC is a better conference. B, Garoppolo's not that elite guy. He's a good quarterback. He's a good player. But he's not Wilson or Rodgers or Brady in his prime. When you have those guys, you're pretty much, unless everything goes wrong, you're getting in the playoffs every year. And if you get healthy and hot at the right time, you can win. Well, along those 49ers lines, do you do you look at it like they choked, and I would say specifically Jimmy Garoppolo, because that's going to be a throw he's going to think about for the rest of his life, or... Even though they were up 10 and were midway through the fourth quarter, they were just simply beaten by a better team. So I think the Niners, if you were to assign blame, right, who lost, who won, I think there's slightly more blame on, like, the Niners lost the game, right? Because the plays were there to be made. Here's the thing. Shanahan, to Matt's point, should not be blamed for this. You want to blame him for something, end of the first half, totally butchered that. I was in complete shock on the sidelines, baffled that they didn't try to get even one first down, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll rehash that in a second. The end of the game, Shanahan was aggressive, right? He tried to throw the ball. Guys were open. Chris Jones made two plays where he batted the ball down. But there were up a, other couple of plays. We talked about the Sanders play. The third down, though, where Kittle's wide open on the follow route. Like, he, he that's the guy he's got to hit. Yep. Third down, you move the chains, right? And so, um, I don't think it was Shanahan's fault. I think Jimmy G just did not. I think he started 17 of 20, but finished 3 of 11. Where Pat started something like 18 of 29, but finished... 
eight of nine or some crazy number like right, that. Right. He, so Pat made the plays. Jimmy didn't, and that's why they lost. Yeah, yeah. Garoppolo's quarterback rating in the latter half of this fourth quarter was a three. He was three for eleven. But the where I go to Matt Verderam is look. It's third and fifteen. The Chiefs have run that same play to Tyreek Hill a zillion times. That cannot happen. I actually go to the defensive side of the ball. They should have been off the field. If they get off the field, I think they win the Super Bowl. Uh, they probably do because at the fourth and fifteen, I think the Chiefs are compelled to punt the ball there from their own thirty-five yard yeah. line. And, the game's over then. Yeah, I, I thought when when see people will forget. I'll get lost to history. The play before that, second down at fifteen, Mahomes short arm to throw to Hilly was wide open. And originally it gets called a catch, and it gets reviewed, and it's right, reversed right. correctly, balls to ground. When that happened, I really thought, man, the, the Chiefs are in just a world of trouble. I mean, they, they're going to have to pick up maybe 10 yards on third down if they can, make it fourth and manageable near midfield, then, then you go for it, I think, at that juncture. But, you know, watching that play live, and Jeff, I don't know what your angle was on it, the second he threw the ball, I saw Hill just wide open and knew yeah. right away, oh, he's going to catch this. I mean, unless it just goes right through his hands, nobody's going to get to him. Yeah. But, you know, it makes it hard. And this is this is where I actually fall kind of on, I think the Chiefs deserve more credit and the Niners not, not as much blame. If you look at that play, and, and, I, and, and Peter King did a great job detailing this uh, for NBC Sports. So the Chiefs run a three-by-one set there. And Hill, his job is to run as fast as he can right at Jimmy Ward. And Jimmy Ward is no option. He's got to flip his hips and start running. I mean, Tyreek Hill's just too fast. He'd blow right by him. Yeah. And when he flips his hips, Hill runs, Hill's going from a post to a corner. There's nobody in the world who's covering that. Yeah. Nobody. Not Earl Thomas. Not, not anyone you can name. Tyron Matthew. Nobody's covering that. So it was a great design. And Pat improvises. If you watch that play... He yeah. drifts back like 12 yep. yards it's, to throw the ball. He knew he was going to get yeah, hit, that's, and he dropped back. He drifted back. Yeah. He made a great – to me, that, that's a great play. And then on the other side of it, Jeff, you mentioned when Chris Jones he had three batted passes in the fourth quarter. And to me, those are great plays. Like Jimmy Garoppolo didn't make an error by – it's just a great yeah. play. Jones got his hands up yeah. and knocked the ball away. Now, I will say if you're Jimmy, the, the play that will wake you up in a cold sweat for the rest of your life is that throw to Sanders. In the yeah. NFL, that's wide open. You yeah, got to hit him there. So, yeah. so the Niners losing. You guys would both agree then. It says more about yeah, maybe you don't have the right quarterback in Garoppolo versus well, Kyle I Shannon. I don't, I don't think it's the wrong quarterback. I want to go back to that play we talked about the third and fifteen because I'm not even the the whole way it worked out. Dan Lawson did a great job of this. Number three ran an in route. Number one, I should ran an in route to the corner, drove on the in route, and that's left Tyreek Hill open. Fine. I was just surprised they played cover three because the whole game they played a bunch of quarters and two high. They, their their goal, Niners defense goal, was we are not going to get beat deep. We are fine with getting beat underneath. We're fine with letting them move. And then on the third and 15 play, when all game, they said we're backing straight up. We're not getting I – mean, I, I remember the third and six play, guys. I'm, it was kind of like I was sitting here. I was like right there. It was third and eight. I saw the, their corners back straight up like 12 yards. I'm like, what are they doing? They did not want to get beat deep. And the, the play that you just had to keep everything in front of you, you run two man, you run quarter two something, you run cover three, and they take advantage of that situation with that big throw. So I think it's more of just an error of design than it is just almost player error because they, the players treated the play like you would have, right. the adjustment was obviously the corner play. Right. I appreciate you breaking it down like that because that's exactly what I'm saying. I don't know who did what wrong on that play, but that well, cannot happen. The, the uh, thing they, that, it was not, it was not I scheme think, problem. I don't think anyone was wrong, though. Like that, I think this is a play where you credit the Chiefs. Yeah, like, they, the they schemed them. They schemed really, it up. Well, they were yeah. waiting for that play. They were waiting for that yes. look. 
to run that play. Correct. And they got and she and look, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know as much about football as Jeff. There's no chance in hell. But my my the one thing I'll say is so on cover three for anyone who's just listening who doesn't know. All that is is you you have the two corners on the on the boundary and one safety responsible each for a third of the field, and then the other safety typically will drop down and play a zone underneath, maybe even like a little bit of a robber look in the center of the field, which is what the Niners did quite a bit throughout that game. Yeah. And the one thing though is if you're in cover three, if you scheme it right, you can turn it into cover one because if you have guys sitting down on the outside of the field, outside the numbers, let's say let's say an in-breaking route or a comeback route, those corners are going to sit sometimes on the yeah. on the top of that route, and then all of a sudden you have yeah. that deep safety in the middle who all now is almost responsible for the entire field, even though in theory he's not. And what happened there is Jimmy Ward got caught basically having to guard the entire field against Tyreek Hill, yeah. and nobody is guarding the entire field right. against Tyreek Hill. That play just can't happen, bottom line. That was and it, a tremendous job by Patrick Mahomes and a great route by Tyreek Hill and great scheme sure. by the Chiefs. But I, I still think if you're San Francisco, if, I, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, uh, I'm, it's keeping me up at night, that one particular play more than anything else. Do you guys think the Niners are a good bet to go back to the Super Bowl next year? Uh, probably not. No, only because I think the conference is so good. But I think they're going to be really good again. Like yeah. this idea that Garoppolo somehow is a bum now. Like he's a good player. Yeah. He had a really yeah. bad quarter, and it it cost him. But no, I think look, I don't think anybody's ever a good bet to get to the Super Bowl. Um, but I think they'll be right there. I think they're going to be good again. I I don't see them falling off a cliff. If it's not the Forty ers Jeff, who do you like in the NFC? Whew. Um. I might go back to well with the Cowboys, man. I just think they're so wow. talented. Like I just, I think they're so talented. I don't know if McCarthy's the right guy for that job, but um, how do you trust the Saints? I don't know how you trust the Saints. The Packers, I think, were a little inflated this year. The Seahawks are too conservative and too boring, I think, to make it. Maybe the Rams make a couple adjustments and get back in there. Um, you know, I, you know, I just don't. I think the Eagles are a good bet. Actually, the Eagles, I think, are going to be healthy I like and that. be ready to roll. Yeah. So I, maybe the Eagles, Minnesota, Eagles, anybody? anybody? I like, I like Philly. I'll tell you what, I, you know, if the Falcons could ever fix their defensive issues, like I still like them. But I, but I just, well, I was just going to say the problem with the yeah. Falcons is the cap. They have no cap money. So I, yeah. I, I will, I, I will say that they're a team. I think could bounce back, maybe a playoff team, but I don't think they get the Super yeah. Bowl. I look, I like, I actually, I'm with Jeff. Like I like Philly. Uh, I also do like the Saints. So I think the Saints are really talented. I, I know, I know they've had these horrible losses in the postseason, but you know, hey, I just watched the Chiefs, who have made a friggin' franchise out of losing every imaginable way in the playoffs, then and yeah. then and then win three games where they're down a million points and come back and win. So. I still would say the Saints, but look, the Niners will be in the mix. It is yeah. incredible how your football fandom life turns upside down in just one fell swoop. This is the team that would never, ever do this, and then they went ahead and did it multiple times in the same postseason to win the Super Bowl. Congratulations, Chiefs fans. On that note, let's look into the future, team, and we're going to start with next year's playoffs and which teams that made it this year are actually in jeopardy, most likely not to make it in 2020, who would you bet on? Uh, Matt Vernon, let's start with you on your 2020. You were in this year, but you're going to be out next season. I'll be brief. I, I think the Bills are the biggest regression candidate going. I love their defense. I don't love Josh Allen. I think he got better. If he gets better again, then maybe he'd prove me wrong, but they had a ridiculously easy schedule. They had a very, very hard schedule next year, so I'll take Buffalo. I think Houston's in danger because O'Brien just scares the hell out of me. Like If anybody in that division gets better, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be rough sledding, but 
uh, the the Bills for me are the top team that I look at and say, yeah, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna kind of come back to the pack a little bit. Jeff, so, where are you going? One thousand percent Buffalo. They're not making the playoffs. They're the they're the um, Jaguars, the Bears, same thing, right? Defense, terrible quarterback. One thousand percent not making the playoffs. Um, you know the Texans. I don't, I don't know their division. Their division just is like, okay, I guess. I don't know. I, I think I can very much see the Titans not making the playoffs. Um, they're going to – Ryan Tannehill's not doing the same thing that he did you know, this year. Resigning Derrick Henry will be a mistake. So I think Titans and Bills, to me, feel like teams that are not making the playoffs. Curious, where you, do you guys think the Vikings take a step forward or go back? I think they're about the same probably. Okay. they got to get better on that O-line or I could see them missing the playoffs. All right. I'm bullish on Minnesota. Okay. Which let's look at the non-playoff teams uh, could make a 49ers. There you go, San Francisco type leap. Who do you like who missed it last year to rise up and be in there in 2020? Well, I mean, I look. The Cowboys are definitely on that list. I think uh, for teams that could rise up and, and make it happen. Um, you know, obviously, something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto; they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, a driveway basketball hoop, including the base, weighs around 400 pounds. Something you probably do know, there's a windstorm coming. Something you probably don't know, a basketball hoop tipping over can poke a hole in a car roof like a can opener. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. If the Bears maybe make, you know, the Bears were, as bad a year as the Bears had, they were 8-8, eight eight, right? I mean, like, they were sort of close to being, I think the Rams are one of those teams that they could easily pop back up. You know, we're always looking for a worst-to-first team. Um, how about Jacksonville? You know, Jacksonville, you, you set a limit quarterback. Um, you know, you bring, you kind of brought everyone back. So they're a team that I think worst to first looking at Jacksonville as being a team that might be able to sneak into the playoffs. I'll give you a few real dark horses. I'm not, I'm not going to go with a team. I think just goes from like seven to 10 wins. Carolina is a team. I'd like to see if Newton comes back and he's healthy. Uh, I, I like Matt rule a lot. I think them bringing in Joe Barry is a really nice move as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, that Keekly being gone is a, is a crushing blow, but, uh, I could see them winning that division next year. Like if Newton's back, they get a couple guys in a draft, they add some pieces like that. You know, there's always a team that nobody sees coming, and that team plays well. And so I could see Carolina being one. In the AFC, I'll give the ultimate of long shots. I like the Dolphins to be better. I don't think the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl, but I'll tell you, if they get Tua and he's good, I love Brian Flores. I'll give you one more. Pittsburgh. Yes, 100%. Just need to be – he just needs to be average. The defense yep. is fine. The run game is good. Offensive line. Give me Pittsburgh. Interesting to me that neither of you said Cleveland. Are you both selling Baker Mayfield for good? You've got to show me something. He's dressed like a hobo lately. He's got to, <laughs> he's got to pick that up before I bet on him. We're going, and, and, and you, you didn't – neither of you said the Rams either. So I said the Rams. Said the Rams. Oh, you, oh, you did say the Rams? Jeff, my, my bad. My bad. Okay. NFC is just so it's hard. so good. I, yeah. Okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, let's do first-year coach, biggest impact. Uh, Matt, you already just named Matt Rule, so I yes. guess you're staying there. Yeah, I will. I, I think Rule's going to do a really nice job. Got to you know, meet him a few times down at Mobile. Just a really smart guy, polished. I think he comes in, he strikes me as a guy who will be able to set the tempo for them pretty quickly. I think Barry coming in as the OC is great, so I already made some of these points. But I, I do think the Panthers will be better next year if, if Cam is healthy and he's Cam. 
If he's not, and they're they're yeah. trotting Will Greer out there, forget it. Um, I think Ron Rivera is going to have a great impact in Washington. The wins might not show right away, but they can get to six wins in year one. Look out in year two, guys. I mean, Ron is a great coach, brought in a good staff. You know, they have Dwayne Haskins there. They have a high draft pick again. They get themselves another player. Um, you know, an, another elite elite player. Uh, they have a second pick, right? So they're they're yes. they're in Chase Young category. So Chase Young, Kerrigan, Sweat, right? I mean, they got good pass rush. Um, I think I think Ron Rivera's gonna have a huge impact for the Redskins. He was getting a lot of love at the Super Bowl. Every time I saw Ron Rivera, which was quite a few yeah, times, there, yeah, yeah, he was. People seem to love Ron Rivera from all parts of the NFL. It's time for in or out. Let's uh, let's do our in or out team as we will look at uh, some topics going into 2020 number one we're going to start with the baltimore ravens and whether or not the ravens and lamar jackson your mvp are the biggest challenger to the chiefs in the afc jeff in or out i'm out because the biggest challenger is the new england patriots i know we are, we're coming up on this topic in just a second but when tom brady comes back and they add in tight end they add in hunter henry and or austin hooper they had someone they had a wide receiver they're right back in the AFC Championship game next year. I mean, we can I mean, we joke. Their defense, guys, is built to beat the Chiefs. That's what they're built. They're not built to stop the run. They're not built to beat the Ravens. They're built to beat the Chiefs, right? To rush the passer and play great coverage behind it. Um, I think we're counting out New England way too soon. They're forgotten about. New England, to me, is the biggest um, is the biggest um, challenger of the Chiefs. You're not worried about them playing the NFC West. In what? Well, they they got they got to take on right. They got to play the not they got they play the West next year. Do they not, Matt Verner? Am I not wrong? I about don't know off the top of my head. I think that's they, correct. They, they play get the, two. They get two of those at home. I no, not really. Okay, all right. I mean, I feel like I mean, what if they get Seattle and the Niners at home, and I have to go to Arizona and L.A. Like I mean, that that's, feels like the best of the schedule. I will right. uh, I will buy that the Ravens are the biggest challenger. Here's why. Uh, and and I was somewhat skeptical throughout the year of of Lamar Jackson's ability to throw the ball, and I still am. I still think he's got to become a better passer, although he did make strides from year one to year two. I buy them as the biggest con- – because I, I just think the Pats, if they re-sign Brady, and, I, and we'll get to that in a second, but that's going to be most of their cap space, okay? Because when you have a short-term deal, you can't move money around like you can on a five-year deal. You just can't. It's got to go. It's got to go now. They're going to lose guys off that defense, Devin McCourty's a free agent. Kyle Van Noy's a free agent. Jamie Collins is a free agent. Yeah. I, I just think the other side of this is, too, look, Edelman's no spring chicken, and Brady's 43 years old in August. Like, at some point, that thing's just – it's falling apart. Now, I still think they're going to win that division. I still think they're good, but I don't think they're great anymore. I still think they're dangerous, but I like Baltimore a little more. I love the, the Ravens' defense. They always have an ability to find these guys in the front seven. Harbaugh's a great coach. They bring back their entire coaching staff. And Jackson – I still think he's got to get better throwing the ball, but he is a nightmare to defend. So I think the Ravens are their biggest challenger, although right now, and of course we're feeling this way two days, three days after the Super Bowl, I do think Kansas City, you'd have to say, is is the favorite if for no other reason because they have Mahomes and most of the, that team is coming yeah. back. I cannot imagine Chris Jones is not there. Uh, maybe they don't sign him long term, but I would have to imagine they're tagging him and then going from there. All right, let us move on. I, I'm trying to find somebody else other than the Ravens and or the Pats to challenge the, the Chiefs. The Steelers would be the ones. Jeff said it earlier. Yeah. I, I think the, the Steelers Maybe, would be about the only team. You, I don't think anybody else is you, doing you it. Could, you, can make, you could take a flyer on the Texans. No, and, I'm not. Not until Bill O'Brien's no, fired. Not, not Bill they have no shot in a playoff game. They could win a game in like week eight. 
they have no shot in a standalone I mean, playoff game against Kansas City. Okay, but they they had the Chiefs down and and then got outscored fifty one. That was a rough was a rough ending. They had, and, and the only reason the Chiefs were down that game is the Chiefs made a million self inflicted mistakes. Yeah, right. The, yeah. the Chiefs could have beat them by sixty points if they had played well in that I, game. I just yeah. I liked I like to buy Deshaun Watson. I'm, I'm not, oh, he's great, so. but his coach sucks. Yeah, right. Uh, no no argument there. All right, let's do uh, let's look at the Niners and. Who, they have actual real threats in the division next year with the Cardinals, who seemingly have found their quarterback, the Rams on a bounce-back year, and the Seahawks still loading it up with Russell Wilson. The Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks are real threats to the Niners in the NFC West. Verderam. Uh, I think that's going to be the best division of football next year. So, yes, uh, I'll buy on that. I think they're real threats. And for people to say, oh, the, come on, the Niners went 13-3. And look, it's the NFL. Like it's, it doesn't take a whole hell of a lot. The Niners were inches away week 17 from being a wild card team. Like, like things happen. Eric Armstead's probably going to leave in free agency. I don't think the Niners have the cat space to keep him. Okay, we'll see what happens with Jimmy Ward, Manuel Sanders, guys like that. Now, I think the Niners have done a really nice job drafting and, and finding guys via that route, and, and I'm not saying they won't do it again. But look, Seattle's a really good team. The biggest concern you have with Seattle is that they're going to run the ball 80% of the time. The Rams, you'd have to figure, will bounce back, and the Rams were 9-7. and seven. It's not like the Rams were terrible. Uh, Kingsbury and Murray, that, that group gets another year and another draft class and all the rest of it. Yeah. So, uh, look, the Niners could well win the division, but that, that's going to be a brutal dogfight. I, I could see any of those teams winning it with Arizona obviously being the long shot of the group. Yeah, I think the real threats. Look, Seattle, as much as we harp on the play calling and the way they conduct business, they have Russell Wilson. They've won at least nine games every year since he's been the starting quarterback, right? And to Matt's point, they went down to one inch away from being the, the home team and drastically changing the you know the entire makeup of the playoffs. The Rams are going to be good, move a new stadium. And then, of course, Arizona will be better this year. They're just not quite there yet. I'm not sure I buy into Kingsbury. All right, let's move on to topic three in our in or out, and that is the Patriots. We've We've been touching on throughout the show. Tom Brady, ye of the Hulu commercial three days before the Super Bowl, taking spotlight away from Patrick Mahomes, taking it away from Jimmy Garoppolo, taking it away from the Niners and the Chiefs. Tom Brady will play somewhere else rather than the Patriots in 2020. Jeff, you're shaking your head. Uh, I don't even. I don't know. I don't never understand this. And we do this podcast now like 20 weeks. I don't even get in or out. He's not going to be. He's not going anywhere else. He's going. To, I, I need to. Re, I need to actually read the question to like get my mind. So, Tom Brady plays somewhere else after the Patriots. You're out. Uh, I'm out. I'm out on that. This okay, is out. not a hard game. My God, you've been able to. This, you you've played week. in the NFL for almost a decade. You, you know. You know. I got to. I got to trap down on this guy and then kick out and block here. But in or out is what slays you. Every That's week, good to know. Every week, every week, one of these questions completely befuddles me. Uh, I'm actually. Oh, in, I'm oh. actually in with Jeff in that I don't quite understand and have to rethink the thing multiple times so I'm in yes, with Schwartz yes oh, God like I have to like I have to read the, the document to like okay the Cal- okay yes yeah, reading is key next year. he's gonna be doing a Patriot next year because there, there's no other option guys look are, do we think at year 43 he's going he's gonna get a money grab at year 43 just to play <sighs> two more years I don't as making 30 million he, a year he, he wants to win the right. best place to win there's two places to win New England or maybe in Nashville. That is it. He's not playing at 43 to just make a ton of money and suck in the, in the AFC West playing for the Raiders. It's not going to happen. He's going to be in New England. They're going to get him some pieces. He's going to run things back again. Also, just, just think about this. For all these years, he's been in the same facility. He gets privileges there that he won't get anywhere else. Right. He knows everyone in the group. He knows They know exactly what he wants. He knows what they like. 
It all works out well. You stay in New England. He does get I, his sweet yogurt parfait perfectly delivered to him at eight. Exactly. His avocado ice cream. Right. What kind of an animal? Avocado ice cream. That's either here or there. If it's not chocolate chip cookie dough, throw it right in the garbage. You throw down, Verem. I love it. What okay. do you What do you got, Verem? So, in or out? Right. I I am I am uh, on the side. Yeah, see? Of, of, see, it's hard. To, it's hard to be in or out. It is. Huh? <laughs> well, see? those you people sitting here talking, rambling on about nonsense. Look, I am I am out on the idea that he will leave New England. I think he will he will stay in New England. But I will say this: I'll throw one little caveat into the mix. You got it right, Jeff. If, yeah. Right. See, I know it's because I can read. So. <laughs> Uh, it's also my because I did the outline, but no. So, so I am in uh, on the idea that he will be in New England. And yes, I know I just gave you a little bit of that karma, just for fun. So you're uh, out, but you're in. Yeah, I just wanted right. to, I wanted to confuse you. A little. I got it. So I got it. All right, look. The, the reality is one year deal. How much is he going to uh, get paid? I think I think he's getting maybe like a two year deal. You think two years? Yeah, I, mean, two, I do. I mean, two two for sixty. That's exactly what I was going to say. Two, two for two like sixty eight or something. Yep. Two for fifty six. That's exactly what I think he's going to get. And look, the only flying the ointment would be is if for whatever reason something happens where they don't get this deal done before free agency, and the Raiders or the Chargers, and I think it'd be the Chargers more. Than I think it'd be the Raiders come in with some unbelievable godfather offer and just say, look, two years, 80 million bucks because we need to sell tickets. That's hard to turn down. What about the... But, what, what, I, but, it, but I don't think it gets to that point. But if he got the free agency, I could see the Chargers who have sold eight tickets to the SoFi Stadium going, my God, we'll do anything. We'll give you ownership of it. Like, anything at all, please come to Los Angeles. But I... I, I can't picture him leaving because it's the only place he's good. They're not look. He goes to the Chargers or the Raiders. They're not winning that division. They're not better than Kansas City even with him. So yeah, I still think that ultimately he ends up back in Foxborough. Let's wrap up. By the way, I, him going to the Raiders wouldn't be completely shocking to me either. Go live the Vegas lifestyle, but we'll see. I if I'm I'm by the way I am in with both of you that he will end up back in New England, but I don't think he's getting a two-year deal, Matt Vernon. I think it'll be okay. one. Okay. But we'll we shall see. The Cowboys will re-sign Dak and Amari Cooper in or out on signing them both. We got to talk to Dak Prescott in Miami at a media event. I was not allowed to ask him about his contract. They were very specific. Should have done it anyway. Maybe I should have. That kind of sucked, but it was still fun to talk to Dak. He is most definitely a leader. Uh, Matt Verram, they will re-sign Dak and Amari in or out. I'm in. I I think they're going to tag both of them. I I think they're going to use a transition tag on on Cooper and the franchise on on Prescott. Look, what do they – they have to tag Prescott. He won't play then. Okay, but then they have until July 15th to make the – a long-term deal. Okay. So I think they will sign them. Look, what are they going to do? Like, they're over a barrel with both these guys. Let's be real. Okay, this is the way the NFL works. You're not getting rid of your quarterback. And by the way, the longer they wait, the more expensive he's going to get. Because the second Mahomes signs for $40 million a year this offseason, now Prescott's not getting that, but he's going to go, oh, okay, 40, well, I want 37 and a half. And he's going to get it. He's absolutely going to get it. So I think, you know, they'll sign him over the summer. And then with Cooper... I think there's a more of a chance that he hits free agency and leaves, but they just gave up a first-round pick. He's the best guy they've got on the outside. You're going to let him – you can't let him walk. They look ridiculous. So I think they will tag them both if they have to, if they can't get a deal done before the tag deadline with one of them. Uh, but and, and I don't think either one hits the open market. Jeff? So I am um, – okay, let me read this because oh, I'm my inner out. 
Propellers time. I am out on this. I don't think they should re-sign both. But here's my really my point of this is what I said is are we sure they want to re-sign Dak? Because they've had plenty of opportunities to make this happen. And most of the time when you want your quarterback to stay, you make it happen, right? Like the Redskins and Cousins, it was very clear that they sort of didn't want him to stay. They wanted to just give him a little enough money, but not pay him what he wanted. It was very clear that, that they, they wanted him at one exact price. If it was the Cowboys want Dak at one exact price, and Dak wants a different price. And I don't know if the Cowboys are going to budge on that. We've seen that having an elite quarterback, and I only count five of them, Wilson, Mahomes, Breeze, Brady, and Rodgers, as the five guys that no matter what in the game, I feel they can go win me the game, right? We saw Mahomes do it on Sunday. I'm not sure Dak is in that category. I think he's good. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Good to great and can be that guy maybe eventually, but he's not. He needs everything kind of else to go right. Do the Cowboys want to pay him $35 million a year, $40 million a year? Because I feel like they would have done it already. They would have said, look, dude, we're giving you one set more than Carson Wentz got. Whoever was the last guy, I think Wentz was the last guy to sign. Yes, they right. haven't done it yet. So are we sure the Cowboys really want to keep Dak Prescott? I, I do think there's some internal trepidation with them that they say, is he really worth that money? And I don't know that he is worth that money, but I think they're almost compelled to pay him. What are they going to do? Like that, right. That's where it becomes hard. Like I, Look, I think for a lot of these guys, the value is crazy. Jared Goff, Jared Goff's not worth thirty plus million dollars a year. He's a system quarterback. If you if you went to Cincinnati, it'd be awful. Like it's, but these guys get this money because they know it's coming to them. And I agree, your your group of elite quarterbacks. I might throw Deshaun Watson in there, but other than that, I'm good. I, I agree, those are the guys. Um, I I just I I think they have to pay him. Well, I, I don't think they have a choice, even if they don't like it. I think they've got to pay him. Well, look, Dak gambled on himself. He played it out to the very end. And if you play it out to the very end, you're going to get the most money. And the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, has got to look in the mirror. Am I going to sleep better at night having paid Dak Prescott close to $40 million knowing that this is my quarterback? Or am I going to sleep better at night wondering who the hell is going to be my quarterback for the next five years? And I think he sleeps better paying Dak, myself. At least you, it's a known quantity. He's in the middle of his prime, you hope that he gets a tick better, and what are and otherwise, what are your options? What are you going to do? Go trade for Mitchell Trubisky or go sign old man Tom Brady who's not coming? Trade, to- trade up for Justin Herbert. Okay, uh, there. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the draft. You could you could go that route, but then yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense, Jeff. If you like somebody in the draft, but that's right. a, a big roll of the dice. But I, 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 if you actually do like somebody and you think you can get him, I like that play. But that's you know. By you, the way, if. Speaking of that, if I'm that team, if there's a team that I think might do something like that, it's the Raiders. Because I think the Raiders know they're at their absolute ceiling with Carr. They've got two first-round picks. Gruden's impatient as it is. And I think I could absolutely see them going and trading two first-rounders to get up top five and get uh, get Herbert. That would be super interesting. and Especially and- if they think the Chargers are going to get him. And they don't want the Chargers to get him at six. Okay. Let's along those lines, let's do looking forward. Uh, biggest off season story that you are 
looking to see, hoping to see, would be fascinated if it happens. Jeff Schwartz, let me start with you on this one. Well, obviously, Tom Brady, the dominoes with that, right? I mean, obviously, if he stays or goes, that changes the landscape. I know Matt has quarterbacks in the draft. I mean, it feels like, to me, quarterbacks in the NFL, the same is the same, right? We know that position is so important, right? Ryan Tannehill, Cam Noon, what do the Bears do with Trubisky? Where does Mariota go? What about the Bucks with Jameis Winston? And that ties in, I know, to Matt's answer with the draft, because a lot of those teams will be looking right. to replace their guys through the draft. Um, you know, are the Lions, you know, are they going to go at three and grab, grab themselves a quarterback? Uh, there's just so many questions around that position itself that it's going to make for a very interesting offseason. Yeah, I think I think the quarterbacks in the draft, like Burrow's going to go to the Bengals, barring some kind of absolute disaster. Um, I'm just curious, like five, six, seven, Dolphins, Chargers, Panthers, Herbert, Tua, do some of those teams try to leapfrog each other to move up, to get up there? Do they move up with the Redskins? They move up with the Lions, the Giants. I, I'm i always curious. And then Jordan Love is that guy. Like Some people think he's a second-round pick. Some people think he's a top-15 pick. I, I, okay, help me, help me, Matt, help me with this real quick. I, inter, I think interceptions are overblown in college football in general. A lot of the top guys throw picks because they're trying to squeeze the ball in the windows, right? It's okay. But when you lead the country in interception at Utah State, I have a problem with that. Like that to me, I don't understand the hype for Jordan Love when he. It's the same thing that problem with Josh Allen in Wyoming. He wasn't very productive at Wyoming. Like I, like at Utah State, you should be very productive. Yeah, you should be dominating your competition. Like I have not jumped into any of his tape, but I did see him. I did get to meet him quickly at the Senior Bowl. I know why scouts love him. He's a big kid. He's got his le- He's got legs. Uh, you know, he can he can throw the ball. I think he's going to be a first-round pick, but I agree. Look, anytime there's a guy who's throwing a ton of picks, I actually come down a little differently than you on this. Anywhere, it concerns me to some extent. Like I, you know, because that was the thing coming out with Texas Tech with Mahomes was well, he's such a gunslinger. But if you looked at Mahomes' college numbers, he did not throw a lot of interceptions. Correct. There are, but there are guys now. Watson did, and he's been excellent in the pros. So you know, of course, look, everything's different. Uh, but yes, I think I think Love is intriguing. I also think he is a project, and if some team takes him in the top twelve and tries to trot him out there day one, I think they're going to ruin the kid. Gentlemen, it has been a season. Yes, it has. The Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Matt Verderam, your coverage all season long, a plus as always as our NFL insider, and Jeff Schwartz. It has been a thrill to have you on Stacking the Box. We're looking forward, of course, to the offseason as well, but I do feel like this is kind of a bookend to our first year uh, doing the coverage. You were awesome, Jeff Schwartz. I loved it. It was a great time, guys. And it ended with this. It ended with the Chiefs as the Super Bowl champions. It's okay if you guys want to get emotional right now. This is the last show here. You know, Verham, I know Matt already cried enough in the press box. Let's let's, let's cut up some slides. That's what I've been told. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently. Wait, in or out? I'm not crying too much in the press box. I am out. You cannot cry too much. You should have cried more. You should have started crying if, in the first quarter. If you quarter. cry at all in the press box, it's too much. And, ah. and so I will. I am. I am proud to say it didn't happen. But I did, absolutely had to choke it back. There's no, no two ways about that. Well, <sighs> the, the 50 years is over. Uh, again, congratulations to both of you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and and then some a season to remember for sure. Jeffrey, great to be with you, my friend. We'll see you guys next week. Same thing with you, Matt. Uh, Subscribe, rate, all of that. Uh, Stack in the box. We'll continue, of course, in the offseason. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. We'll see you next time.
This podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know. A driveway basketball hoop, including the base, weighs around 400 pounds. Something you probably do know. There's a windstorm coming. Something you probably don't know. A basketball hoop tipping over can poke a hole in a car roof like a can opener. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.